Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Dr. G, are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grombacher. Dr. Mark Goulston is a psychiatrist, a coach, a consultant. He is an author, an expert on a variety of topics. He's an internationally renowned speaker, headlining stages with other renowned thinkers such as Daniel Kahneman. I'm excited to have you on the show. Dr. G, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, my personal life is married kids, grown kids, first uh, first grandchild, which is just my true north. Uh, uh, when I look into my grandson's eyes, every every it just it just centers me, and I get pictures every day. It makes my day. Uh, in terms of my career, uh, I've been a psychiatrist for more than forty years, and I was a suicide specialist for twenty five years. And none of my patients killed themselves. And what I discovered was the way to prevent it is I learned to listen into people's eyes. And what I realized is when I was checking boxes with severely suicidal people, these were multiple attempters, and they saw me checking boxes to satisfy a protocol, their eyes were looking at me saying, you're checking boxes and I'm running out of time. Hmm. So I got rid of checking boxes and I just learned to dive in to those eyes. And what I realized with those people, uh, and these are people who are very depressed and suicidal and want to end it all, is they were screaming out at me through their eyes, uh, I don't want to kill myself, but I can't stand the pain anymore. Hmm. And they were screaming out with hurt, fear, anger, hopelessness. And when they could, and when they could see me seeing them and when they feel felt felt so my book just listen which i'm humbled by because it became the topic on listening in the world is all about how do you cause people to feel felt when these people would feel felt they'd feel less alone they'd start to cry they'd start to feel relief and i didn't rush them with solutions or advice uh, so a lot of people when they see pain it frightens them and to me, it was like the it was like a scab, and I just I just dove fully into the abscess, and basically said, I'm going to swim in the dark night of the soul with you, and until you feel a little bit better, and they would just start oozing pain, crying, and getting better. So that led me to everything I've done in life, which is how do you listen to people from their inside out, and the key is. When you're listening to people from their inside out, they will give you, they'll give you their heart and soul and maybe even their wallet. All right. But you can't do a bait and switch. When you get someone to open up about what's really going on, uh, and you might brainstorm with them solutions, but when you get people to be vulnerable and trust you, you can't then turn it into a sales pitch. 
because they'll hate you. So I have a podcast called My Wake Up Call, and I interview influencers like Larry King, Norman Lear, Doug Conant, and they're all very personal conversations, and people open up about something personal, and about half of the people said, this is a really personal interview, and I said, we don't have to post it. And they've all said, no, 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 I want people to see this part of me, it just usually doesn't come out. Right. And so, uh, so that seems to be the theme, and more and more people seem to want to be interviewed by me. So you put people in a position where they're comfortable being vulnerable and open with you. Yeah, there's a, one of my absolutely one of my favorite quotes comes from a a British psychoanalyst named Wilfred Bion, and he said the purest form of listening is to listen without memory or desire. Hmm. Yeah, easier, easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, and he said, because yeah, when we listen with memory, we have an old personal agenda that we're plugging them into. Right. And when we listen with desire, we have a present or future, future personal agenda that we're trying to plug them into. But we're not listening to where they're coming from. And I'm, I'll give you a magic thing that I've discovered. And I, you know, I speak around the world. I, uh, as you mentioned, I'm going to be speaking with D Daniel Kahneman in Moscow, uh, and I, we'll speak to about 450 people from the Russian Federation managers. And here's the magic that I've learned. And if, and if people who are listening, could, if you could start this in your life, it would transform it in an instant. What I realize when I'm with people and I'm gonna try this with you, George, and see if I'm accurate, is everybody is listening for something. That's different than they're listening to you. See, if they're listening to you, you, know, you can then lecture them, give them a pitch, they'll nod from the neck up. But if you can, put, if you can imagine what they're listening for, they'll lean in, and, and all you have to do is ask yourself, what are they listening for? So let me see if I got you nailed, George. Okay? <laughs> yes. So as what I imagine you're listening for is you want to give value to your listeners. You want to make their lives better. It's kind of a calling. Yeah, it'd be helpful if it helps your bottom line, but it's kind of a calling. It's, it's important that, first of all, you don't waste people's time, but you give people who listen in something that's relevant to them, that's doable by them, that they can try immediately. And if you give that to them and they can try it immediately today, that's a win-win-win for everyone. And you're probably also listening for occasional experts who are so pontificatory that you think to yourself I can't post this I gotta I gotta protect my listeners from this person <laughs> yeah, for sure no you're, you're absolutely right so is any of that accurate what I just said I think it's all accurate especially what part of it the part about me wanting to to provide people with with information and value that they can take and use immediately I want it to be practical and, and why is that important to you because we all have so much on our plate all the time and there's so much clutter and so much information and sort of noise that we have to sift through. Uh, 
so if somebody's giving me their time uh, and they're spending the time to listen, then yes, I want to honor that and and be of service to them. So, so let me listen. So let me see if I can drill in a little bit. So tell me if this is accurate, because uh, what I hear you say is I know what it's like to be overwhelmed. I know what it's like to be serving many masters from my family to my clients to everyone and 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 even trying to take better care of myself and having trouble exercising and eating. I know what it's like to feel overwhelmed. And it's not a pleasant place to be. And there's a lot of people hurting in the world from that overwhelm. And I know they don't have they don't have time to brush their teeth, much less dental floss. <laughs> right? And if I can give them something in their busy, overwhelmed lives that helps them to exhale, that helps them to feel a little better and be able to say, I think I can do that, then it serves a higher calling I have than just transacting business. And and it helps me feel more deserving. It helps me feel like, George, you did good today. So is any of that accurate? Yeah, I think that that's definitely right. I think it is. And it is all about helping people make incremental change. It's not going to, there's not going to be any magic bullet that's going to solve everything, but helping people get a little bit better and, and feel like they're a little bit more in control and, and hopefully start to develop confidence. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of companies that bring me in and they say, we have services and products that are bulletproof but we can't get anyone to try them. Hmm. We can't give them a free 30-day trial uh, for free. We can't, if we pay them, they still won't try them because they're overwhelmed. And, uh, and so companies bring me in saying, how do we engage people? And I think the secret to that is if you can pause and think about what are they listening for now, a lot of times people who have to make numbers don't do that because, well, what if they're, if you tune in and what they're listening for is they got to get off the call because their kid's in the emergency room and they, uh, and they should have canceled the call. If, uh, you know, what if they're listening for something that will get in the way of you closing the deal, you know, then, you know, then you, then it's a waste of your time. And so I think if you can pause and see what they're listening for. In my book, Just Listen, I'll share an anecdote because people remember stories. I was trying to get through to meet a CEO, and it was really hard to get an appointment with him. And there I am finally seated with him, and you can tell the last thing he wanted to do was meet with me. And he's there uh, behind his desk, and he's kind of listening, hardly looking at me, looking at his desk. And because I'm fortunate and I don't work for a company because I couldn't have said the following and have my sales manager <laughs> not slam me. So what I said to the guy is, hey, how much time you got for me? <laughs> and, that and he said, what? And he looked at me with a look that said, I think your time's up, buddy. I said, yeah, look at your calendar. How much time you got for me? And he got agitated and he looked, he said, 20 minutes. And I could see I had one I had 20 seconds before he threw me out and I looked at him and I said, look, uh, here's the deal. 
we're into minute two and there's something much more important on your mind than meeting with me and I'll guess it's much more important than anything you're doing today. So take the remaining 18 minutes, take care of whatever's on your mind uh, so you can rest your mind and give your full attention to people including me and if I haven't been so rude, we'll reschedule this because what we were about to talk to, I believe, is worth your undivided attention and you can't give it to me because your mind is elsewhere. So what do you want to do? And he looked at me and he started to tear up. Hmm. And he said, you've known me for two minutes and I'm very private. And yes, there's something on my mind. My wife's having a biopsy and it doesn't look good. And and so I immediately transitioned, you know, into my empathic, compassionate self. And I said, look, go be with her. You're not here. Uh, You shouldn't be here. Take care of that. You know, this is less important. Just do that. And we'll reschedule. Well, you don't have to reschedule. But go be with her. And he, like, shook his shoulders like a big... St. Bernard dog coming in from the rain, he went <laughs> and, and he looked at me, then he got centered and he looked me right in the eye and he said, uh, he said, uh, he said, oh, I'm not as tough as my wife, but I'm pretty strong. Uh, and you've got my undivided attention and you've got your full 20 minutes. Hmm. But can you see, you follow what I'm saying in the story? Oh, uh, 100%. Now, people will say, well, we can't do that. We're not a therapist and whatever. Well, you can start approaching it. You know, you can drop your agenda and and say to someone, um, uh, there's something screaming out at me and it's not what you're saying. There's something screaming out at me that you need to take care of. That's really important. And as much as I'd like to talk to you about what we're offering, it can it can wait. We can reschedule it. Uh, but here's the deal in the time you had available for me would you make a call and start taking care of whatever's on your mind and I can tell you it shouldn't surprise you guess who I have guess who I'm lifelong friends with right (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't surprise me at all so so what's the takeaway for you George from that little story well I I think well I I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm curious I would have to imagine that that a you know that that what you are attempting to communicate in the conversation that you're trying to have with this person is extremely important, and it's extremely important enough for you to have that person's complete attention, undivided attention, as much as that's possible. But then also that that you have the confidence to just get up and walk out, knowing that you may never speak to that person ever again, and that's okay because the things you wanted to talk to him about were so valuable that if he's not going to give you that that attention, that it's not worth anybody's time anyway. You're right, and I think, I see, I think the key is how do you make the other person's well-being more important than yours? Hmm. Right. And it's very difficult. And look, you know, people listening in who are salespeople, I'd like to do that, but I'm under pressure. I haven't sold things. Well, what I'm suggesting may lose you the transaction in front of you. But as I said, and it didn't surprise you, you might build a lifelong relationship with people because they 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 not only trust you, 
they're grateful to you that you dropped your agenda to focus on what was most important to them. And I, I think that everybody who's listening, like, I can't imagine anybody disagreeing with that. It is just having the, the self-confidence and the tools, which, which you've just provided, some of that language um, to be able to have that conversation with people. Yeah, and, it, uh, and, and try it. it but it, it's that orientation. And, and it's interesting, as I say, I speak around the world. And I'll, I'll tell you another funny story. So I spoke in, in Russia just by myself for six hours two years ago. It was just me, one day, 450 managers and CEOs. And I was a little nervous. I mean, I, I spoke in English. They listened in Russian. And one of the things that calmed me down is I thought, what are they listening for? You know, and and I knew they were skeptical. I'm this you know, American business expert. And I'll tell you, right out of the gate, I won them over. And I said, you know, we're going to have a long time together. And I put myself in your shoes to see if I get where you're coming from. And I'm, and I'm an American and you're Russians. And let me see if I got it right. And so this is what I thought they were listening for. Uh, your managers, and you don't get anything done by yourself, you get it done through people. You don't do the stuff yourself, you do it through people. Is that true? Duh. And you're here because your way of getting it done through people is sometimes you're a little tough on them. Sometimes you're a little pushy, you know, because someone's pushy to you. And you'll get something done, but it causes stress, causes everybody to drink too much, eat too much. And it gets results, but there's a lot of stress and fear doing it that way. And you're open to seeing if there's another way that could get you the same or better results that's less stressful. Uh, is that true? And they go, oh, duh. And then the final thing, I said, if I could give you tips that you can use today, there's no course, there's no upsell, you don't have to buy the book, it's out there up front, but you don't have to buy it. But if I could give you tips that you can use today that are doable by you, you don't have to be a psychologist, you don't even have to like to think. If I give you something that you can use right now to help you get those results that are less stressful, would today, would it have been worth the time and money you spent to hear me? And they go, oh, duh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, do you, but do you see what I did? And everybody can do that. You can do that in a conversation with anyone. You can do that, you can do that on a date. I think that that's such, a, such an important takeaway right there is that this is something you can do this literally with anyone. And I think that today it's, it's maybe more important than at least from my perspective, it's really such an important thing today. We're living in such a, such a, I don't want to call it divided necessarily, but everybody's got their team and there's so much tribalism going on and so much just bickering back and forth and all these different issues. And so the more we can utilize these, these tools, I think the better interactions and the better relationships we're probably going to have. Well, I hope so. Right. I hope so. And, 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 you know, and thank you for uh, bringing bringing them out. And uh, 
And this this was a tighter interview than I usually do. I, I it must have been the energy drink I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that very much, Doctor G. Thank you so much for coming out. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, you can go to Amazon and find I have seven books there. If you Google me, I'm uh, all over the Internet. I contribute to Harvard Business Review, Business Insider, Fast Company. If you go to my site, markgoulston.com, M-A-R-K-G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N.com, uh, you can find out uh, more about me. It'll, it'll be a little bit of a tangent because I talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, because one of my last mentors, a big leadership fellow named Warren Bennis uh, out of USC, he gave me this wonderful compliment saying that I somehow am able to identify the elephant in the room, bring it out in the open, and then everyone can deal with it. And so we, our whole conversation today, George, has been about the elephant, and the elephant is that too many people have transactional blindness. Find the deal, do the deal, next deal. And the other person is invisible. They're just the sale. And so the elephant in the room is if you can keep a lid on your anxiety and put yourself in the other person's shoes and, and ask yourself, what are they listening for? You might just be able to have a conversation that not only gets you the sale, it takes the stress out of you and you'll have a better life. I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Dr. G your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to markgoulston.com, A-M-A-R-K-G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N.com. I'll link to his books as well, his YouTube channel, and his podcast. Thank you again, Dr. G. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there you can just go to the website i'll also list that in the notes of the show what's up savage nation please support the show by subscribing leave us a review and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it come on